So immigration, as I say, big issue in Canada, right? And most of us understand that a lot of the issues that we face, and we've talked about a bunch of them here on the show, healthcare workers, construction industry, labor shortages, you name it. Um, the understanding is we need more people to try and fill all the essential roles that we have open in this country, and we're on it. We really are. We saw an almost uh, the overall population growth of about a million people last year, record levels. Um, Obviously, that's going to help. Our federal government has made it a priority, as you know. That's going to help ease some of the pressures that we face, but at the same time, it's going to also exacerbate some of the pressures that we face because it's all about demand. And if you're taking a look at our healthcare industry, you know, the the newcomers require healthcare. So that's going to increase the demand on the healthcare system. And then housing, if you're bringing in a million people, they got to live somewhere, right? So, um, do you, when the government is literally working at cross purposes, there's a real risk that it all blows up in their face and people get frustrated and lose, they lose support, which I think they need to make the immigration situation work out and be acceptable to Canadians. So, John Ibbotson is a writer at large for Globe and Mail and put together a piece on this, this very topic. John, thanks for joining us. I appreciate your time today. My pleasure. So to start, I mean, this isn't an anti-immigration discussion, and I think for most Canadians it isn't, right? We, we, we've come to recognize we really need uh, immigration to this country for any number of reasons, which you outline in your piece. Absolutely. I mean, bottom line is that I'm a boomer, and the boomers are all retiring. Uh, by 2030, they will all have retired, or at least they will all be over 65. So um, we need people to replace those boomers. We have uh, a total fertility rate, as it's called, of about 1.4. That's about 1.4 babies per woman, whereas the replacement rate is 2.1. Right. This is true of all developed countries around, pretty much around the world. So the only way you can fill the gap between the babies being born and the boomers who are retiring is through immigration. And that's what the government has been doing now for a number of years, both conservative and liberal governments. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we know that you know, in order to meet the demand that we have, we have to bring in newcomers. So, um, But then, you know, obviously the problem exists, John, you take a look at it. We're trying to ease all kinds of crises because we don't have enough people by bringing in more people. You can see how quickly that can turn into a situation where well, you're making it worse, especially when it comes to housing, right? Yeah, and um, it's, it's, not a, it's not a racist thing. It's not an I no, hate no. immigrants, don't want them coming into this country thing. It's how do we manage the challenges you laid them out to health care and to housing uh, created by bringing immigrants in. It's also a partly a governance thing. Mostly housing is handled by the provincial and municipal governments uh, across the country, whereas the federal government sets immigration targets. So you need some coordination between Ottawa and the provinces, and you know that's always hard to get. Uh, so we've got a new housing minister who, incidentally, used to be the immigration minister in Sean Fraser. Uh, he's got a big job on his hands. Can you? How do you do this, John? How do you uh, solve this housing crisis, first of all, without making it worse with on the immigration? I mean, wh- wh- where do you start? Well, I think it's an uh, it's an all of government approach, and it's it's an all of party approach too. So, you know, Sean Fraser is a liberal. Liberals love to regulate, they love to manage, they love to put in incentives and tax credits and stuff like that. Uh, Conservative leader Pierre Polyev is saying the better way to do it is just force municipalities to build, eliminate the NIMBY restrictions, eliminate zoning restrictions, just get stuff built and uh, tie grants to municipal governments to their building houses. Probably a, a combination of the two would be the best. Um, you mentioned Polyev. He, he's not saying that immigration is a bad idea either, right? I mean, he's, he, he recognizes that this is something that we need to do as well. Yeah, right now it's uh, nonpartisan. In the United States, you have a clear divide between 
Republicans uh, who increasingly oppose immigration, legal and you know irregular, uh, across their borders, and Democrats who are for it. And it kind of boils down to uh, we don't want more Latinos coming into our country versus uh, we want more people coming into our country from all sorts of places. Uh, here in Canada, there's more of, of a nonpartisan feeling that we do need immigrants. Uh, in our case, most immigrants come from South Asia, uh, India, China, uh, East Asia. Uh, or the Philippines, and then other countries around the world. Um, and again, so far, both the Conservatives and the Liberals support that notion. Now, what the actual target would be if Pierre Polyev were Prime Minister, that's a different question. But it's, not a, but it's not a question of Conservatives think immigration is bad and Liberals think it's good. What's the risk here, John? And I think, you know, like you say, it's a delicate balance if you are the federal government to keep everybody on board. Because like I say, I think the majority of Canadians right now recognize the need for immigration. But at the same time, when we, when we talk about these crises, what's the risk if you lose support, if the government bungles this and just makes matters worse? Now you've got two problems on your hands, right? You'd have two problems on your hands. The first is you would have um, a whole bunch of people who don't have health care who don't have uh, proper housing. And the second problem is that you might start to create a backlash across the country of people saying we need to put an end to bringing in so many newcomers. We, we can't house them. We can't give them proper health care. We can't house ourselves. We can't get our proper health care ourselves. We don't want immigrants making the situation worse. An immigration backlash would be the worst thing you could have in Canada. So can you do both, I guess is the question. Can you continue at this pace with a million newcomers when we know we have a shortage, or do you need to pause it, slow it down? Um, I mean, how if, if you're Sean Fraser, um, you've got this situation with the housing, do you, do, do you call the new immigration minister and say, hey, listen, I need some help? I mean, can we do both? Is it possible? I hope it is. And it's not a question just of the federal government, as I said. I would love to see a federal, provincial first minister's meeting. Yeah. Uh, or, or ministerial meeting in which the premiers and the housing ministers and the immigration ministers took on the issue and said, okay, here's the roadmap, here's the game plan, here is how we maintain X level of immigration while providing Y level of services and housing for those immigrants and for Canadians generally. I think what we need to see more than anything else is just a sense of coherence that governments are thinking this through and yeah. planning it out rather than just dealing with it day by day. That would be reassuring, no question. John, thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate being here. It's been my pleasure.